Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Lindsay Lane Baptist Church. My name is Andy John King. I'm the lead pastor here, and we get to begin this morning's service with not just one baptism, but three. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. We are uh, super excited today, and so uh, thank you for being here. And with that, I'm going to welcome Emmett to come on down. This is Emmett Atkinson making his way down. There you go, man. Go. I uh, met with Emmett and his family not too long ago as they are joining Lindsay Lane and uh, through that time to talk about things that matter. Uh, Emmett had prayed to receive Christ and he was ready to be baptized. And so, uh, Emmett, man, take a look out there because all those folks out there are for you. Amen. That's right. That's good. Emmett, have you called upon the name of the Lord to be saved? Yes. Amen. Based upon that profession of faith. I now baptize you as my brother in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Walk this way, buddy. Come on down, Kipton. This is Kipton Elkins. Now, based on what his family told me, Kipton called upon the name of the Lord Jesus to save him in a pickup truck. I believe that's right. And God is always working, right? I think he was listening to some Christian music. God started working on his heart. And right then and there, he prayed to receive Christ. Man, we're proud of you. All these folks are proud of you, man. They're here for you, all right? Uh, Kipton, have you called upon the name of the Lord to be saved? Amen. Based upon that profession of faith, I now baptize you as my brother. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Right. This is Kimberly Rodriguez. Come on, Kimberly. Gotcha. All right. Y'all, Kimberly reached out to us uh, through our online resources. Talked with uh, Randy Brown, our discipleship pastor here, has prayed to receive Christ coming today for baptism. And uh, Kimberly, we sure are proud of you and for you and excited for you today. All right. Kimberly, have you called upon the name of the Lord Jesus to be saved? Yes. Amen. Based upon that profession of faith, I now baptize you as my sister in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Well, y'all, we ought to be able to pray after that. Amen. Let's pray together. Lord, thank you so much. For the picture of death to life. Thank you for forgiveness of sins. Thank you, O oh God, that out of your glory we get your goodness. And we are so thankful to know you and pray, O oh God, over many more that would hear your good news, Lord, that people would be saved, continue to be forgiven of sins. That way you would be glorified. Lord, today I pray that everything we say and we do would bring you much honor and praise. And as we stand to sing, Lord, that we would be here on purpose and worship you in spirit and in truth. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I just want to invite you to the choir. A week and a half from wins, a week and a half from right now, we're going to have our kickoff choir rehearsal. If you enjoy singing, you are welcome to the choir. We would love to have you. Amen. I was going to tell you to stand and sing, but you already did. So let's sing about our amazing God. Our God sings. In the name of the Son, in the 
good to be in the Lord's house this morning. Our God saves. We've seen evidence of that already as we've seen three that have followed the Lord in believers' baptism. And uh, evidence by your worship this morning. Our God saves. He's worthy of our worship and praise. And we're so glad that you're here to worship with us today. Especially if you're our guest, we want you to know that we're glad that you're here. In your bulletin, I hope that you got a bulletin as you came in this morning. And in that bulletin is a connect card. Uh, and we would ask if you're a guest of Lindsay Lane today, if you would take just a moment and fill that out and just drop it in one of our offering uh, buckets. Their offering buckets are located in the foyers as you uh, exit. And so we would uh, gladly appreciate you giving us a record of your visit. If you're a first-time guest, we just ask you to take your card back to the main foyer, which is right out the back doors there after the service. And our pastor will be out there to greet you. And uh, he would love to get to know you and meet you. And, and so we want to know that we're glad that you're here and you're always welcome at Lindsay Lane. If you have a prayer need or prayer request that we can pray with you about, our staff is honored to do that. We do that each and every week. We pray over every single card and every prayer request that comes in and is turned in. So if you want to write that on the back of that card and turn that in uh, through the offering buckets or give it to one of us, uh, we would be honored to pray for you tomorrow. But uh, again, we're just glad that you're here this morning, and we're delighted to come together to worship the Lord uh, through singing, through hearing His Word, and also through giving. And so I just remind you that, our, again, our offering buckets are out in the gathering, uh, out in the foyers as you leave. And so we want to pray over our time of giving uh, this morning and throughout this week. Many are giving online, and you can do that through our website. You can. Text LLBC to 73256 and give by text to give as well. But we want God to honor every aspect of our life. And so I want to pray over our offering this morning and then pray for the remainder of our time of worship today as we celebrate a God who saves. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you again for the joy and the privilege that we have to come in your house to worship you. We're thankful, Lord, that you do save. You are a God who saves. Through your Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, we're here to worship you today. We worship you through our singing, through our heartfelt praise as we honor and adore you. We worship you through our giving, Lord, as we give back a portion that you've blessed us with so that others might come to know the God who saves. Father, we worship you by the hearing of your word, the declaration of the truths of your word. And we can apply those truths to our lives and live in a way that will honor you, bring glory to you, and work for the good of others. And so, Lord, we pray your blessings on the remainder of our time together today. Would you honor it? And may we honor you in all that's said and done. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's sing together. This is a great song, recognizing that our God never fails.
mountain shape. Sing it out. Here we go. The mountain shape before me. The demons running free. At the mention of your name, King of Majesty. preaching because I'm ready to talk. Amen. All right, but before I do, we're going to do something a little bit different this morning. Uh, we are going to uh, speak on missions today and communicate God's truth about missions. And to do that, I'm going to ask a couple of guys to come and help me. One you know very well, our former missions pastor, Brother Eric Pugh, and another you are continuing to get to know as one of our missionary partners and current interim missions pastor, Pastor, pastor Nacho Ortiz. All right. So would you make them feel welcome today as they're coming to the stage? Amen. In October, we are uh, we're going to uh, 
put before you uh, the challenge and the opportunity to give to missions as we will fund our 2022 missions budget through our Give to Go offering that we will take up Sunday, October the 3rd. And in order to prepare our hearts and prepare us for the effort of giving to fund our, our going to the world, from time to time we want to keep this in front of you so we don't forget it. So today, uh, this is, again, we're, we're going to, to speak on this. This is not the first time we've done an offering like this. This is not the only time we'll challenge the church to give in a certain area. But it's certainly important, as in October, we'll be giving towards funding the missions budget of Lindsay Lane Baptist Church for the entire year of 2022. And so I, I don't shy away from encouraging you and challenging you to give to what we believe in. Amen? So this morning, uh, we want to talk about missions. I'm going to start with uh, Brother Eric and uh, ask you the question. Uh, I, I'm a churchgoer and I'm a Christian, but missions has not been part of my experience. Uh, what am I missing if I fit into that category? You're missing a lot. Amen. <laughs> I mean, he's the great I am. He's, God saves, and you're missing the opportunity to tell people that, whether it's locally, nationally, internationally. It should be part of our growth, our spiritual growth, that as we get to know God's heart, his heart's for the world. For God so loved the world, so we want to be sharing with people all around us. Uh, I think when someone asks that question, a lot of times they're talking about a mission trip, maybe, mm-hmm. or not giving to missions. But uh, I really want to emphasize it's part of, it better be part of your natural, normal Christian walk, or it's not going to be real out there on the mission field. So, uh, But what you're missing is getting to see God move and work in, in places where it's so different from here, and you, get, you miss seeing Christians whose faith is challenged and they don't have the cushy church buildings and things that we have and it changes your life it just changes everything about when you come back and you certainly want to tell everybody you can about god's love and his grace and everything but when you're not uh aware and you're not out there you don't get to see uh that witch doctor that was uh spreading evil and now he's spreading the gospel you don't get to see a, a team take up money for a little five-year-old girl that died in a hospital in Guatemala, and uh, the family has no money. They were just going to take her home in a sack, and the team buys a coffin. You don't get to see those kind of things that we just don't see here. That's right. That's right. Thank so you. you're missing a lot. That's right. And, Nacho, you want to speak to that just, just as, as a missionary and God's heart for mission, what that is? part of you know the mission i mean you're missing a lot um and i can uh speak to that being in the mission field i mean no not so many years but uh you know seeing all those things and being excited just to host teams and just to have you guys having a good experience so that i mean god will speak to your heart you know for future um the, uh, mission um opportunities uh, right. But um, thinking more about, you know, the, the value of the church, I mean, for, for us as missionaries, it's, it's everything. I mean, on one hand, I mean, you have um, just thinking about having all those desires to serve there and they not, not having the, 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 the specifics, like he was talking about building the, the cushion that we all have here. Um, it's it's needs and just coming back and just share with those things and, and seeing the, the body of Christ trying to match and, and fulfill that. So and, and that's awesome. In one hand, and the other hand, I mean, uh, it keeps us on check as well. 
Like, uh, you know, there's uh, times when we as a missionaries, we don't have a local church where, uh, where to go back. You know, sometimes we may go rogue as a rogue missionaries, you know, and, and we will miss, you know, uh, the accountability type of things. Uh, we will miss the opportunities to share with them. And um, it, it, it's basically that. I mean, the church, everything we do, we could have done without the church. I mean, everything is based on the church. Right. The, the, the sending, the, the opportunities, the continued missions, the continued ministry, um, you, you truly are missing a, a, a good bit of biblical Christianity when missions is not a part of your life. It's not a part of your giving, not a part of your going. Um, and, and I appreciate what you said because I've seen people in here fanning today. It's warm outside. I know it's warm in here. And, like, when you go on a mission trip, you want to stand up and say, bless y'all's heart. You know? I'm like, hang in there. We're going to be all right. We're going to make sure the air's down as much as it can be. But when there are people walking on dirt roads barefoot and they'll sit there in the heat of day to hear the gospel, we're going to be all right. Somebody say amen to that. All right? And, but, but those things also, God teaches, God uses you on mission. And then he also teaches you so much uh, um, uh, to humble you, uh, contentment, and, and to speak into your life about where you need to be strengthened and sharpened when you go on mission. But uh, if you look in the, from cover to cover in Scripture, it is, it is God sending, it is, it is God moving, it is God going, it is God reaching. And we're going to talk about that today, but uh, let, let's talk about um, the, the mission trip for, for a second. Because a lot of times, Brother Eric brings that up, you... You think when you talk about missions, you think we want everybody to go on a mission trip. Well, we do, <laughs> but, but the question becomes, what does the short-term trip have on the long-term effort of the missionary partner? Nacho, we'll start with you. What does the short-term trip have, uh, what kind of effect does it have on the long-term effort of the missionary partner? Yeah, I mean, all the short-term mission trips, I mean, it, it can have an effect on, on anybody. And all, you know, it's depending on the experience that you may have. You know, it, I haven't had those kind of experience with people, you know, coming down on a mission trip to Ecuador and, and just having a bad experience and saying, you know what, I don't know what I'm doing here. I'm so lost. That, but at the same time, I mean, they realize, you know, that missions is a hard work. Right. And they have a different eyes when they see missions. So they'll say, all right, I had a really bad experience, but instead of me going back or trying again, why don't you, I'm just going to do something different for them. And, that, and those kind of people may try again, you know, to go. And, 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 and that's a, a good thing. That's a good thing to have bad experiences because it will get you in, into perspective of the big picture. Because like Brother Eric was saying, I mean, we, we need to cut uh, God's mission. What is God's mission for us? I mean, if we don't understand what's God's mission, I mean, we, we totally miss that, the whole thing. Well, uh, most people that go on a mission trip go again. They repeat, so That's think right. about that. That's right. <clears throat> but uh, when you're a growing disciple and you're a true worshiper and you get to know God's heart, it just naturally flows out. And so when you're on a mission trip out there uh, and you're seeing people that respond to the gospel and they're hungry for the word and all that, it makes you think, what about back home? Why, why is it not happening back there? And it really get, increases your prayer life and your burden for your church family and, and the community. <clears throat> and I think about uh, the, you know, God's glory and, and when he sent Jesus, his son, uh, to give him glory and, 
and, and we're lifting him up. We're wanting people to follow Jesus, not us, not, not a church or a denomination or even a missionary. We're, we're trying to glorify God. And that's what happens on the mission field. When you show up, people go, they don't have to be here. They've spent money that time. And I had one missionary tell me this. He said, uh, when people ask you, why don't we just send the money instead of the teams, send them to the missionaries instead of teams, he said, the Holy Spirit doesn't indwell that dollar bill. And the Holy Spirit comes with that team, with those people. And Nacho would rather have a team of spirit-filled believers out there spreading out than uh, lots of money. Yeah, I'm speaking right. for you, but I believe that's the truth. But yeah. I, I have heard yeah. that from, from other missionary A lot of our missionary partners have said the same thing. They'll encourage you, come and see. Come and see and, and be a part of it. And they appreciate so much the support because, you know, we can't be everywhere all the time. And that's when those dollars do take effect. Right. And we're able to send people and support people. But by our going, I learned this this week, as my wife and I were able to travel to Columbus, Ohio, and meet with one of our missionary partners who's a church planner. And, and really, I believe, truly, the purpose that God had for us that we didn't realize until the last day when we had just finished meeting with them was mission work and church planning work is a, is a difficult work. It's tough. And, and our missionary partners need encouragement. And seeing our faces and, and hearing similar stories and knowing that there's brotherhood and sisterhood and uh, is, is how many of you in here need encouragement for yourself? Amen. I mean, I know I do. And so when you get it, it's just a fill your cup kind of experience. And God uses that. Well, uh, let, let me ask him, Brother Eric, I'll ask you to start with, what's the response to someone who might say, you know, why do we have the, such an emphasis on, on missions in different countries when we got as many needs right here? Uh, why do we put so much emphasis on going across cultures when we could just do it right here at home? You know, Pastor Angel, that's probably the most frequently asked question I got is our missions pastor here, primarily from other churches and members at other churches that were kind of not doing anything. They would say, what's, what are we, what's wrong? Why, why aren't we moving out? And I would just ask a few questions, and it would begin to be obvious to me that you've got people in the church that want to reach people here. They say, don't send any money or teams anywhere. we got lost people everywhere around here, which is true. And then there are other people in the church that feel a burden for the unreached people. Half the world's never heard of Jesus. So they're saying, we got churches on every street corner, so let's just, let's just focus out there. And, it, and you get a stalemate, and, and nothing happens. And that's what I realized in talking with them and even with church members here. So I would say I turn to Acts 1-8 where Jesus said, you will be my witnesses when you get my power. And you're going to be in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth. He took care of that. He, he removed all of our excuses. It's both and. So if you'll listen carefully at Lindsay Lane, um, you'll hear both. You'll hear emphasis local, national, international. Now, sometimes those unreached people, I mean, they're unreached for a reason. So we kind of have to intentionally go there. You know, it's not as easy. So you may hear a little more about that. But if you'll just listen carefully, you're going to hear this pastor and others talking about the world. That's right. We'll talk about the world today. Amen. That's right. Nacho, anything to add to that? or? Well, I mean, it's just uh, going back to the Great Commission, you know, it's just being obedient and faithful to go all of us. I mean, have a balance, you know, be locally and, you know, the ends of the air. That's right. A, a balance is, is a great way to put that because the truth is the resources we have in our community, uh, the, the resources not only of, of money but people, and, and having time, you know, if you, if you did a study of where we live, uh, there's people that not just take one vacation, but two. 
maybe three, and, and we've gotten to that point, and, and we, have, we have the time, if we want to take it on the calendar, to, to go and make a difference, whether it be local or globally, but to be a part of the Great Commission work that God has, has sent us out to. Well, this is a, let's talk about the giving part. Uh, not y'all wanted to ask you this, is as we approach October, as we approach the Give to Go Missions offering, um, talk, talk about giving. Talk about how our giving is relative to obedience, that it's not a twist-your-arm kind of deal because the Scripture says you, you, if you're giving out of pressure, you shouldn't anyway. You don't, don't be reluctant giver, but, but give with a cheerful heart. And, and you decide how much you want to give. That's all in the Bible. So uh, talk about the giving part and, and how it's relative to obedience. Yeah, that, that's a huge part. I mean, it's, I, mean I, I think about, you know, all the things that God has commitment, uh, commend, commend us, you know. It, it requires obedience. I mean, in, in, in the giving, I mean, it's like you said, I mean, you, you can't twist your arm. I mean, it's something that God would would place in your heart to do it, and uh, in the end of the day, I mean, it's going to come down to obedience. I mean, if you if you if you act and, and and you give, I mean, that's you know you have done it. And um, I, I think about that, and um, I think about you know all the scripture that where God is just you know overwhelmed and said you know like in Second Corinthians chapter nine, it says you know that God loves. Uh, the person that, that gives with a cheerful heart. So, and, and thinking about all those things, and, and, and again, I mean, thinking the big picture, you know, the God's uh, mission. I mean, yeah, we, we got to be on board, and once we are on board with, with his mission in there, you know, we, we you know, joyfully are going to be doing those things. Right. You know, we're we are not going to be thinking about, oh, should I do or not? And and, and that may be happening, you know, and, and that has happened to me. I may see a need, and, and I'm willing to do it, but if, if I don't do it right away, that, that I will miss it. Yeah. I will miss it, and that, and that might be something that, you know, we need to get right on it. That's good. That's good. The, 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 if you're on mission with God, God was working on your heart, the giving part is, is you're glad to. Amen. Anything to add? Or, or? Well, just thinking about how that. Uh, our tithes and offerings, you know, support and all the outreach. Really, most everything we do at Lindsay Lane's outreach. Yeah. There may be a few inreach things of training, discipleship, but children's ministry, youth ministry, all that's outreach. All that's missions. So let's change our terminology a little bit. It's outreach. It's, it's sharing the gospel. It's evangelism. It's missions. So our giving supports that, but there's opportunity to designate our giving right. to missions and designate to drill a well for water somewhere, to build a building, to buy a vehicle for missionaries that desperately need it, uh, to Bibles, translate Bibles. Yeah. There's opportunities to be specifically involved with work that is not just going to happen out of general offerings. So I just love this church, love the leadership that's done that. And it's been fun, man. Amen. We just got a lot to do, a lot of lost people, a lot of things to do. That's right. Well, thank you guys for your time and prep. Nacho, I'm going to ask if you would you pray over the message, and uh, yes. we'll get to preaching. Amen. Glad to. Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you for the new day that you're giving us, Lord. Um, most of all, thank you, Lord, for your word that just renew our minds, change our hearts, Lord. And I pray, Lord, this morning that you use Pastor Andy Jones, Lord, as he speaks from your word, Lord, and um, just do your will, Lord, to him. I pray for this congregation, Lord, and their, and, and their hearts, O oh Lord, that they'll be ready to receive, O oh Lord, this message. And I pray in, 
in the name of our King Jesus. Amen. 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 Thank you, guys. Y'all give them a hand. Thank you. These two guys. These uh, serious business. These these two men that you've seen on stage, and not only them, but their families. They they've given their life. Uh, to the mission of God, and uh, they've given their time and resources, and their family has too, and I'm appreciative of them. Brother Eric, our, our former missions pastor, that if you retire here, you still work here is basically what happens, um, but in, in, in that same vein, he'll actually be leading in the month of August a foundations class here, and uh, hopefully we'll do that twice a year, but uh, he and Miss Susan will be leading a, a foundations class, which basically, if you want to start or restart your Christian walk, of knowing what you need to know and having that foundation before you get into a group. You'll be seeing more information about that uh, from, from us coming out very soon as he's uh, de decided to dedicate a month of Sundays to, uh, to pouring in and building the foundations of new Christians or Christians that need to just go back and learn more. And so we're thankful for that, and I hope you'll be uh, looking for that. And if you have your Bibles, turn to Psalm 96. Psalm 96. We continue to think about the mission of God, what God is doing in the world, which is a, a common question, what God would have his people to do in the world as we work for him, as we are his. And what you'll see in, in Psalm 96, we will look at verses 7 through 10 together. Let's just go ahead and read those. The Bible says, O nations of the world, recognize the Lord. Recognize that the Lord is glorious and strong. Give to the Lord the glory he deserves. Bring your offering and come into his courts. Worship the Lord in all his holy splendor and let all the earth tremble before him. Tell all the nations the Lord reigns. The world stands firm and cannot be shaken. He will judge all peoples fairly. This is an address from King David to the nations of the world. In other words, this is God's word to everybody. And it was God's desire to bless everyone through the one, to redeem and save the world through Jesus. And this is the good news that began with Israel, yes, but it was not God's desire for it to stop there. You see, while the good news begins with Israel, it was always meant for the world. Because the good news draws attention to God's glory. And God's glory is so big that it must not be limited to one nation, tribe, or tongue. Let me make this as plain as I can make it. The glorious identity of the one true God is too big and too bad to be limited to our county or our city. God is too glorious and awesome, too big and too bad to be limited to our state and even our, and even our nation because worship is due to God from every corner of the world. Nations of the world is what the Bible says. And nations of the world is literally translated families of the nations. Families of the nations. It may help your heart this morning towards ministry to the nations and compassion and energy for missions if we thought of different cultures as families and not just foreigners. Families of the nations. People of the world are people. People of the world have children and they have grandchildren. 
People of the world have cares, they have concerns, they have hopes, they have schedules, they have priorities, they have worries. It's all the same as us, as God has created every one of us. And you may think certain parts of the world turn a cold shoulder to God, and maybe they do. But regardless of whether or not they accept God and the God of the Bible as Lord and Savior, God should be feared and acknowledged by all nations, by all families, my family and your family. For that is how good and glorious he is. And knowing all this, King David of Israel in Psalm 96 is writing praises unto God. But he's doing so in the form of commands. Because he's a king after all. And a king makes commands. And he makes these decrees over those that he influences on behalf of his ruler, on behalf of Almighty God, because God is too much to keep to himself. He's too much to keep in private. And so David influences those that he influences. So Christian, here is a certain application for me and for you today. When the God of all ages, the sovereign King of kings and Lord of lords and judge over all, has made you and saved you and has sanctified you and continues to sustain you, we are to use our influence to magnify God. We are to use any influence in this world that we have to magnify His name and lift up His glory for what He is doing in our life and what He has done to change our status and eternity so that our influence may magnify His name. Our job is not to save. That's what God does. The Spirit of God draws. God has done the work through Jesus to save. Our job is to magnify His name. Psalm 34, 3 says, Come, let us tell of the Lord's greatness. Let us exalt His name together. Let His name be magnified. Now, how many of you have ever used a magnifying glass? Usually, some of y'all may be using them more now than you ever have. And I don't know what this looks like on my face. This may look weird. Does it? Does that look weird? But if, if you use a magnifying glass, more than likely you have used a magnifying glass not to see something that you don't see or not to see something and discover that something is there that you have never seen before, but you use a magnifying glass to look at what you already know is there and to make it clearer, right? To, to see, if you looked at a, a stamp, I looked at a stamp this week with this, took me hours to find an illustration for this. No, it, if, as, you look, as you look at a stamp, if you looked at a penny, it's not that you can't see the stamp. It's not that you can't see the penny. It's that when you look at it clear, there's a complete revelation of what is there. Church, this is what we are called to do. is to completely reveal God to the world. And if special revelation is God's word and Jesus, then as the church, we are to magnify God by going across cultures, here, there, and everywhere, carrying the name of Jesus and the Word of God. Now, you may think that the world dismisses God altogether. Uh, this world, they don't believe God exists. The world doesn't acknowledge God. The world surely doesn't look like they live for God. But according to one source, 84% of the world's population identifies with a religious group. That means 84% of the world believes there is a God of some kind, believes that there is a higher power 
of some kind. So the world, while the world can see God, it's not that they don't believe that there is a greater power. It's that they don't have a clear picture, magnified image of the Lord so that there is clarity relative to salvation and to purpose and to standard. And God's church, this is what we're supposed to do. Here, there, and everywhere. We are to magnify the name of the Lord, to make it clear unto all the families of the nations who God is, what salvation is, what God requires. And if we're not a part of that in some way, shape, or form, we're going to find ourselves outside of God's will. You absolutely can do that here. And we should do that here. Whatever influence we have, I don't care what your state and local and national government tells you. Under God, right here, if we got influence, we got to figure out how to use it to magnify the name of Jesus. Because that's who we are. And it can be done. Somebody say amen. And many of you are doing that already. So think about how it is that we can magnify the name of God Almighty, the God who saves, the God who saved me and you. This is why the Bible says in verse 7, Recognize the Lord. As he's speaking to the families of the nations, recognize that the Lord is glorious and strong. If you read the King James Version, the Bible says, Give unto the Lord glory and strength. And some of you King James folks and you King James folks said amen. And that's all right. I just want you to bring your Bible to church, amen? Read it on your own. You can't give God what he already has all of. So when the Bible says, give unto the Lord glory and strength, it's not meaning that you give God strength somehow. It's not meaning that you give God glory that he doesn't already have. The idea here is to acknowledge the glory and strength of God. People of all nations ascribe unto God, to acknowledge or to ascribe. You see, God is not after subscribers. He's after ascribers. There's a difference there. Subscribers are signing up to get something from a source. Ascribers have, have been signed up to give praise to the source. There is a, a difference. To ascribe is to acknowledge, to give a tribute to, to credit God for creating you and making a way to save you. And God is so big and bad that he deserves glory and he deserves the credit from every corner of the world. And the church is his agents to get that done. And the source of creation, and I love this part. The source of creation and the source of redemption and salvation is not found in an abstract God. As 84% of the world believes in some sort of higher power, God is not just some sort of higher power. He is Jehovah God. He is the covenant-keeping God. He is the God of the Bible. He is the saving one. He is Jesus Christ. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, that's the God we're talking about. We ain't talking about some kind of higher power. We're saved by one name, that is Jesus. And remember what Paul said in Acts. Paul was, was moving through Greece, Athens, Greece, and he, he said unto those that were listening in this context, a lot of folks would gather up and basically reveal how smart they were. Talk about philosophy and talk about all these things. And Paul said, I saw your many shrines and one of your altars had this inscription on it, to an unknown God. This God whom you worship without knowing is the one that I'm telling you about. That's what Paul said. He was magnifying the Lord. He goes on to say, 
He is the God who made the world and everything in it. Paul went on to tell about God's characteristics, God's purpose, God's judgment. He is doing the work of a missionary. He was using his voice and he was using his gifts and he was using his influence to make the picture clear of who God is and that God saves through the blood of one man, Jesus Christ. So church, let's exalt his name together. Together. How? Praying, giving, going, the same old ways. Praying, giving, going. Let's exalt his name together so that others, so the world would recognize the Lord. So that they would see with clarity that God is not just abstract in some higher power, but that he is involved and that his name is Jesus. And he has changed your life and my life. And the Bible says in verse 8, Give to the Lord the glory he deserves. Bring your offering and come into his courts. As I started studying that this week, I thought maybe I should have waited and talked about bring your offering into his courts when it got closer to October. But this is what the Lord gave me for this day. Bring your offering and come into his courts. And we're not even taking up an offering that's give to go related today. That's coming in October. We're telling you this and keeping it in front of you so that we can make plans to give of what we have for the purpose of praying, giving, and going. Give to the Lord the glory he deserves. Bring your offering and come into his courts. That word courts is interesting because it refers to God's sanctuary. And the sanctuary here in this day and time was traditionally and usually off limits to non-Jewish people. The sanctuary was closed to the Gentiles. But in the Psalms, and King David, King David is inviting the nations, the families of nations. And if the nations are invited to recognize the Lord, and if the nations are invited to give God glory, and if the nations are invited to be saved, and if the nations are invited to give God an offering, then the nations are most certainly welcome in this church. Then the people that don't look like us are certainly welcome in this place. The people that feel a guilty distance from God because of something that's gone on in their life are certainly welcome in this place. And the church said amen. And, and so when you see someone that you may jump to a conclusion that we don't know why you've come in here because there's only holy people in here. If you felt that way this morning when you came in, which I'm going to assume that most of you probably did not, but if you're looking for a warm welcome today and for some reason you didn't get it, because most of you will, I want you to know from this position you are welcome in this place. Come back under grace. Give it another shot. Because if you have been called of God to worship God, we are glad that you are here. And you got a bunch of amens on that, so come back the second time. That word glory is also interesting. Give to the Lord the glory he deserves. Bring your offering and come into his courts. Give the Lord the glory he deserves. That word glory means weight. Give the Lord the weight he deserves. Give the Lord the value he deserves. Give unto the Lord the weight due his name. What weight do we give sports? I'm meddling now. Just prepare yourself. What weight do we give education? What weight do we give entertainment? What weight or value do we assign to our family? What weight do we give to career? 
What weight do we give to our kids? What weight or value do we give to friendships? What weight or value do we give to personal wellness? Our affections, our time, our money, and our calendar often give an indicator as to what weighs the most in our life. Ain't no amens on that one because that's conviction as a shared experience. Are you with me? Like we all get that. Take a look at our affections. Take a look at our bank account. Take a look at our time spent. We'll find exactly what we weigh the most in our life. We all need to do that. Nobody came in here for a massage on the shoulders. We come to hear the truth because when we hear the truth, we can line up with it. And so if you came today hoping to hear a word that would help you, I'm telling you, that will help us. It'll help all of us. To give the Lord the weight that is due unto his name. The God who gave everything of himself to save us for all eternity is due all of the weight. So if we are to assign value to the Lord through our personal efforts, if we are to assign weight unto the Lord through what we have, give, or do to glorify his name, y'all, the truth is, is only all of us would be appropriate. All of ourselves would be appropriate. This is why the Bible tells us to give our bodies unto God as a living sacrifice. All we got. This is why the scripture says to love God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. Because when it comes to giving glory to the God who created you and the God that will keep you living even after death, well, goodness, I guess he just needs to get all of it. So give unto the Lord the weight due his name. But we know that our honor towards him would never reach the amount that we actually owe him. So the scripture says, just bring an offering into his courts. Just bring an offering unto his name to give him glory. To, to him who gave all for us. To him, we ought to gladly honor him through praise, through Christian service, through devotion as we live our life before others or in the dark. But it is also through gladly expressing thanksgiving through giving. And to express concern and care for his mission through going and giving. And if you are here for the first time today and thought, I came up in that church and they talked about giving the first time I was there. Well, then come back next week so you can have some credibility when you tell others about us. Did that last time. Y'all remember that, don't you? I'll not shy away from preaching on what would make a difference in this world as given credit to by God himself. Listen, we're going to keep Give to Go missions in front of you for October because together we want to glorify the Lord. Amen? As a church, I want us to be found faithful before God that we are going to do what we can do to reach people for his glory and for their good. Verse 9. Verse 9 says, Worship the Lord in all his holy splendor. Let all the earth tremble before him. Recognize, give glory, bring an offering, and now, the Bible says, worship. The, the biblical word here for worship actually means, this is good, it means to bow down or and to twist or dance in pain. That sounds crazy, doesn't it? To bow down or to twist and dance in pain. It's really even hard for us to get there to think about our undignified reaction or response in this way, even 
to the person that we admire most. But let me tell you something. We can get there. Jimmy Fallon has a, has a bit on his show where he takes himself and a famous person and he surprises common folks like us with famous people. There's one in particular, you can go and look it up, there's one in particular where people are singing as they're singing if they are giving an audition. And behind the curtain is Jimmy Fallon and Ariana Grande. And, and she busts through the curtain to surprise them as they are singing. And this is what those folks do when they see her and him. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! Oh my good gracious! Hey, you older folks that saw Elvis, y'all can get there. We talked about that before. <laughs> Michael Jackson, kids of the 80s and 90s, people just throwing themselves, going nuts. One, in fact, uh, one person buried their hand in their face as they did something like this. One of them said, look at your Bible. One of them said, I'm trembling, I'm trembling. What are they doing? Worship. That's worship. You can call it whatever you want to call it. The scripture says, Worship the Lord in all his holy splendor. Let all the earth tremble before him. God knows when people act like that, that worship is not meant for anyone else but him. You know why? Because Ariana Grande and Jimmy Fallon are not going to pick those people up, put them in their car, and go home with them. God will save you and come on the inside of you to clean you up and stay with you and see you through into salvation. That's why when God sees people act like that, he knows it ain't worth it. Don't give your worship to people that I created. Give it to the Creator. And what's ironic is that almost all of them that were in this clip said these words, Oh my God! Oh my God, indeed. You see, it is fixed in our mind. It is fixed in our mind that, that some folks are above. And because it is, we fix ourselves below. And so we respond as such. And I'd, I'd love to say that I'm not impressed by anyone, but that's not true. We had an Auburn quarterback on this stage <laughs> just two nights ago. And I'm not talking about Bo Nix. You've got to prove more to me, man. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was talking about his daddy. I, I had the opportunity to talk to them on the phone, and I said to Pat Nix, I said, Hey, man, I said, a lot of, lot of young folks that were here, they came to see Bo Nix, and, and thank God for what God's doing in the life of people still as, as they're representing him. But I told him on the phone, I said, a lot of these younger folks want to see Bo. I said, man, I'm looking forward to seeing you. Guys our age, man, we, I remember, seriously, I told my mother this yesterday. That year that he spoke of, for those of you that are here, he spoke of throwing a touchdown pass against Alabama. They came back to beat Alabama and all that. I remember the place I was standing when it happened. I was in my garage. My mother and I were listening to it on the radio because Auburn was on probation and couldn't see it on TV. That's the truth. And so we're listening to it happen on the radio. And so when I saw him, I was like, man, Nick's the Sanders, man, Nick's the Sanders. Brother, I remember you. No, I didn't do that. <laughs> oh, my goodness, Nick. 
I didn't do any of that, but, but I'm not going to tell y'all that I'm not impressed by anyone, but I will say that this week and these illustrations remind me that when you put people on a pedestal they're not worthy of, you're going to be let down. And when you put people on a pedestal they're not worthy of, not only are you going to be let down, but you're going to be guilty of worship for someone that does not deserve it. We're not getting on a plane. We're not sending money across cultures to tell people about football players. We're not putting people on a plane and sending money across cultures to tell people about celebrities. Even to tell them about preachers. We're sending preachers and money and people on planes to tell them about Jesus. The one who can save them. God's call to the nations, bow down and tremble before me. You see, it's, it's, it's glory to God and good for you when we bow down and worship the Lord, the King of Kings. Finally, verse 10. Verse 10. Verse 10 says, Tell all the nations the Lord reigns. The world stands firm and cannot be shaken. He will judge all peoples fairly. Lord, I just pray that you take us the rest of the way in Jesus' name. Tell all the nations the Lord reigns. The world stands firm and cannot be shaken. He will judge all peoples fairly. The Lord reigns can be translated as this. The Lord has become king. The Lord has become king. Revelation, the Bible talks about this coming day when Jesus will reign over the earth as king. We, we spoke about it in our group this morning. Revelation eleven seventeen, and they said, We give thanks to God, Lord God, the Almighty, the one who is and who always was. For now you have assumed your great power and have begun to reign. One day, all of the peace and all of the social justice that we all hope for in our nation will be And it will not be because God has some sort of special favor over America. It will be because Jesus will one day fulfill prophecy and establish international peace in the future of his earthly kingdom on this earth. And as king of the world and as king on this earth during that reign, his desire will be what it always has been, to be worshipped by all people. Because one day we will bow to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and it will be willingly or even unwillingly. For that's who He is. And so as we think about the world and the nations that that people should bow before God as we know Him and sing with their hearts and lift up their hands and give and respond and serve, but how can they call on Him to save them unless they believe in Him? And how can they believe in Him if they've never heard about Him? And how can they hear about Him unless someone tells them? And how will anyone go and tell them without being sent? That is what the Bible says in Romans 10, 14 and 15. I want to I throw this at you to end this today. Yes, our heart for missions should be to meet needs of other people. And yes, our heart for missions should be to get the gospel to people so that they would be saved from death and hell and separation from God. But I would also suggest to you today that the reason for missions is just because God deserves the glory. The reason why we would magnify His name to all the people of all the earth is because His glory is due that. That we should be a part of that. And while we cannot give it all, even if we look within ourselves, 
we cannot give everything we have because that's what he's due. We would at least bring an offering of time, of service, of devotion, of giving even of our resources because he deserves all glory. Let me close with this. Magnifying glasses help clarify what can be seen in general. You know what's interesting? Things far away from us can be blurry, but so can things very close to us. If you put your hand up right here, you can see your hand very well. See the lines in your hand and all that. If you stretch it back to the wall like Stretch Armstrong, you're not going to be able to see it just as well. But did you know the same thing happens if you put it up real close to your face? Now, for those of you kids in here that went to high school, anytime somebody tells you to put your hand up close to your face, don't do it. Because <laughs> what happens next? <laughs> right. Some of you had that happen to you. I apologize, all right? Not for me, but for other bullies. But if you put your hand up close to your face, not within the distance of any middle school kid, you, you will see how your hand becomes blurry even when it's up close. Ladies and gentlemen, you live in North Alabama. We are in the Southeastern Conference. The gospel is close to us. It's on every corner, just like Brother Eric said. It's on every corner. But sometimes things are so close, they're blurry. And so my, my question to you today is, do you know this God who deserves all of you personally? You may have had the blurry vision of going to church and Christian culture your whole life. But the specific revelation of God is the Word of God and Jesus who paid the ultimate price for your sin so that you could have eternal life that would begin like we learned last week right now as you walk with the Lord Jesus Christ, our God who is alive and who has defeated death. If all of this has just begun to make sense in your heart and mind today as you hear this, respond. Let somebody know. Ask questions. Forget your pride and walk to this altar as we have pastors and people that are here that want to help you with your next steps and your walk with God. That's why we're here. If you've been in this Christian culture for so long that all of this is kind of running together and it seems blurry, why don't you let somebody help you figure it out? Do you know and own your faith? And does your faith need to become clearer? That's why your local church is here. And once it becomes clearer to you, that's when we all are then sent out to take that magnifying image of Jesus to other people. Let's stand to our feet. Thank you for being here today. I want you to know during this invitation, if you want to join this church, we'd be glad to receive you right here. All you have to do is walk this aisle and say, I, I want to join the church. That's it. If you need to come to this altar and pray, you can pass right on by us and come to the altar and pray. And pray about giving. Pray about going. Pray about how you would respond. That would be my, my prayer today is that you would take this message and that you would internalize it. And now let's all drop our head together as we begin to ask God how he would have us to respond. If you need to be baptized today, we've seen baptism. We've seen three of them, amen? And if you need to be baptized, why not come and let's talk about it? If you've got questions, come and let's talk about it. I want you to know that we are here for you and here to help you with your next steps. And the rest of us, after we get done praying, are going to worship the Lord and singing, amen? Lord, thank you for this time. Thank you for your word. God, this time is not to lift up the name of any other 
but only to magnify you, Jesus, King of kings, Lord of lords, Jesus, our Redeemer, Jesus, our Savior and Lord. And we lift you up from our hearts to our hands, to our feet, to our resources, to our time, God. May we be a church that scatters into our community this week that works to make a magnifying difference for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. This altar is open for you. Just as I am, just as I am. 
great worship this morning. Amen. Amen. You can be seated just for a moment. I want to let you know I'll be through those double doors. If y'all want to meet and talk for a minute, the invitation doesn't end at the end of the service. If you'd like to join the church or there's something else God's working in your heart, love to talk to you about it. We have a, a video that actually will help you uh, to get started in being missional, and uh, we'll show it to you right now as Move Month is coming up in August, and then Greg will give us some announcements. Hello, Lindsay Lane. I am Stacy Wolf, the Communications Director here at Lindsay Lane, and I wanted to let you know about an exciting opportunity coming up during the month of August. With school starting back and vacations coming to an end, it's time to get back to consistently serving and participating in church activities. During August, we have the opportunity to serve together through Move Out Month. On the first three Wednesday nights in August, we will come together to make a difference within our community. On Wednesday, August the 4th, we will move out by collecting items for Lunches of Love. This ministry, Lunches of Love, provides food to children within our community who are in need. We are asking you to pick up a card with specific items to purchase and bring back to church on Sunday, August the 1st. We will have tables labeled around the perimeter of the sanctuary so that you will know exactly where to drop off your items. And then on Wednesday, August the 4th, we will come together to pack these items for Lunches of Love. Our goal is to pack 500 bags for kids within our community. Will you stop in the gathering space today and pick up a list of items that are needed? And come and join us on Wednesday nights during August as we move out. Stacy, um, like she said, we'll be moving out in August. You can drop by any of those tables on your way out. There is one. They're red tables. There's one right outside that door, and there's also one in the gathering space. Also, Stacy, uh, that you've seen in the video, will be at our Point Mallard table in the gathering space as well. Our Point Mallard family night will be coming up in a couple of weeks, so you want to stop by that table in the gathering space as well and pick up those tickets. If you have children in the WAM ministry, that, which will be starting up in a couple of weeks, uh, you need to register them. You can uh, got one of these in your bulletin you can drop fill that out drop that in any of the buckets on your way out as well and lastly we just want to remind you that this wednesday night uh, there will be no services on campuses or, or on this campus uh, we're challenging you guys to have neighborhood cookouts so hopefully you guys are asking somebody in your neighborhood to come to your home and just enjoy your meal and just reach out into your neighborhoods and that's part of our local missions effort so thank you for visiting with us at lindsey lane baptist church it's been a great day in the house of the lord everybody say amen Amen. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you again uh, that we could be in your house today. I know me personally been away for a couple of weeks, Lord. It's just overwhelming to be back in your house, in your sanctuary, to worship with your people, God, and to just lift up praise and honor to the great I Am, Father. And if we leave this place today, God, I pray that we will be missional, not only uh, here in our backyard uh, where we will be challenged this week to do that, Lord, but wherever we go that we will have a, a passion for missions, a passion uh, for overseas missions as well, Lord. And, God, again, we love you and thankful that we could be in this place today. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs>